Hey, you're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Heather Falter on March 1st, 2021. Heather is an artist, certified therapeutic art life coach, and author of the book Becoming Whole, How to Pick Up Your Broken Pieces and Be Who You Were Born to Be. And in this episode, Heather teaches us how to grieve properly, find forgiveness, and claim joy in our lives again. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Heather Falter. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Heather, thank you very much for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I've, I've been looking forward to this for a really long time. We've been talking uh, for a while now. I can't even remember when it was. Probably mo- closer to uh, to our TEDx events and things like that. But uh, I'm glad that we can finally make it happen. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Thanks. It's been a while. <laughs> it really <laughs> has. Uh, and your story <laughs> is really inspiring to me. And I know it's going to be very inspiring for the listeners as well. Um, before we jump in, I would just love to ask you uh, to share your story with us. Uh, you can include what, whatever, be as specific as you want or as broad as you want. Uh, but I'd just like to introduce the guests to the listeners right off the bat. So if you could share share with us your story and maybe what it is you do and, and why you're doing it. Awesome. So my name's Heather Falter and I grew up in Utah, um, like in Clearfield area and had a really good childhood, good life. Um, I So I recently wrote a book that kind of talks about my whole life story, but in a quick nutshell, my parents divorced when I was young, and I moved out when I was young and made all sorts of mistakes and ha- did a lot of things that I, I guess I regret, and I don't know, took me a while to overcome, I guess I should say, and anyway just recently wrote a book kind of talking about how I overcame all of that. Um, I'm also a wife and a mother and an artist. I think you have a painting of mine, don't you? I do. Yes. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share that at the top of the podcast. And so thank you for reminding me. We've got a a really cool piece of yours in, in my mom's house, which is amazing. It's pretty. She looks at it every day. So uh, I, do you want to share, uh, I guess, what, which one that is? It's called It Is I, right? Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll tell, I'll tell the, there's like two different stories. There's an art story of mine and then the, the artist story of mine or the author story of mine. When it comes to art, I, I um, told myself my whole life that I couldn't even draw stick figures and had avoided art class as long as I possibly could. Um, In high school, I kind of was forced to take something and decided to take art. I put it off as long as I could. And right at the end, my teachers were like, where have you been? They were so mad. (laughs) And (laughs) anyway, so I actually ended up going to massage school, did massage for 15 years. And then finally, one day, I just, I knew I needed to paint this painting of Christ. It had been on my mind. I had wanted to paint Christ for a long time. And it was one of those things that um, just came out of me. I knew I needed to do it. So that's the painting. It's a painting of Christ. It's a close up of his eyes. And just kind of like the feeling that that I get when I 
you know, pray or meditate or spend time with him. It's just this loving connection, you know, one-on-one close-up connection. So um, I guess this does kind of tie into my previous story where um, when I was younger, I started drinking alcohol and um, at a young age, I was 15 when I first started drinking and just got really heavy into it really fast and spent a lot of years um, with that. And I know that it was by the grace of God that I was able to get out of that situation. So um, developed a very close relationship with God, I guess. And that's kind of where this painting came out of me was through all of that. So they do closely connect but awesome and yeah. you today are a, are a coach right like you help people essentially feel better <laughs> and i don't know the best way to describe it but what is it exactly today that you're you're doing um aside from from being the artist yeah so i um I am all over the place. And finally, someone was like, these all go together. You don't realize it, but (laughs) your art, your book, your way that you help people, it goes together. They were just like, just put it together. So now I do just, it's all connected. Um, But I am a therapeutic art life coach is my certification. So I teach therapeutic art, which is how to create in order to kind of get in touch with your deeper side your soul your spirit and receive answers so yeah i kind of i have a course that goes along with my book and so and i do coaching within the course so it all kind of connects together it's this path of um picking yourself back up after a hard time and finding joy in your life, even when your life is not what you expect. And that's kind of all the things that I do right now. I teach like meditation as well. So I do meditation and therapeutic art pretty consistently with with my coaching. Awesome. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I guess a, a good question to kind of kick us off with with that whole category is uh, like maybe what are some of the myths about being an artist or or just deploying creativity right i think a lot of people think they have to be an artist to be creative and if they're not an artist they they just say they're not creative at all and they weren't blessed with creativity so i think that's a myth but but what are your thoughts on on some of those things yeah for sure i think for the most part um our creativity is crippled when we're young because in in school will be taught like, okay, everybody sit down and we're going to draw this flower and we're all supposed to look the same. And in most kids will look at their neighbor and they'll be like, mine doesn't look like theirs. And it doesn't look like how the teacher is doing it. And so I think at a young age, most kids decide that they're not artists. And I think that's what I did. Um, And, you know, that phrase of, I can't even draw stick figures. I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times I hear that and how many times I said it myself. And I'm like, that's not even a thing. Like (laughs) if you can draw a circle and a a line, you know, you can draw a stick figure. Um, But for me, I think um, at, at some point I finally let go of what it's supposed to look like, like what it's supposed to be and just let, let it come out of me. 
and that's when the magic started to happen. Um, I think everyone is really an artist um, in their own way. Yeah. Well, I think one thing I really love about your story and what you share with people is that, um, I guess, artistry or creativity, it's linked to you and who you are and your emotions. And so there's really no wrong way to do it. <laughs> and so yeah. um, I guess, how did you discover? And I think I think I may have heard this story before from your TEDx talk, but how mm -hmm. did you discover like that, that your emotions were tied to, to your artistry? Yeah. So I think, um, okay. So I'll go back to high school. When I was in high school, I was just trying to create like pretty, pretty art pieces, like match my painting to something I see in a magazine or whatever. I try and copy a picture. And I kind of did that for 15 years. Um, for the most part after high school, I would just draw for other people and they would request like, Honestly, most of the time it was someone that had passed away and they'd say, can you draw this person that had passed away? So it ended up being very sentimental drawings with a lot of pressure, like you, this <laughs> face better be matching. Like it was, and I loved it. And I, I honestly was really good at doing that. Um, but that's kind of what I did for 15 years during my whole massage um, life. So I was a massage therapist for a long time. And um, got married and had a couple of babies. And after my second son, I remember I put both of my kids to bed and I was walking around the house and I was alone and I just felt so sad and I couldn't describe it. I like, I couldn't tell you why I think it had been gradually coming into my life. And I, I just hit this point where I couldn't deny that I was feeling sad pretty consistently. And I had the thought enter my mind, um, can you draw it? And it was the first time, I mean, I remember just sitting down. There was no goal in mind of like, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what was going to come out of me. Um, I just was trying to see if I could get the emotion out on a piece of paper by using like colors and ended up drawing or I guess painting, a painting that set me on this path. <laughs> um, so the, the painting ended up being a girl who had a broken wing and she's holding her wing and deciding that she's gonna move forward. And it's at that point in my life, I realized there were a lot of things that I um, loved about myself that I had kind of let go. And I promised myself I was gonna pick those things back up, you know, being a wife and a mom, sometimes you forget who you are. So I decided I was going to pick those things up and be who I was born to be. And eventually, that's when I, I knew I needed to write the book and tell my full story. So um, my book is titled Becoming Whole and How to Pick Up Your Broken Pieces and Be Who You're Born to Be. So that actually, that painting turned into a book, turned into the coaching, turned into now the the life I live. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Uh, this whole topic to me is fascinating because, um, like you said, you didn't go to the canvas thinking like, um, okay, this is what I'm going to try and draw and I'm going to see how close I can match it or see how, see how well I can do it. You just stepped up to the plate, so to speak, 
with no idea what was going to come out and it ended up being that. So there's like this element of uh, instinctiveness, I guess is the the right word, where you maybe picked colors, but you didn't know why. And Mm -hmm. you drew lines and circles and shapes and whatever, um, not knowing why. And it turned into that, which has Mm -hmm. completely shaped your life. So in the in the, uh, I guess, process of coaching people to experience healing through doing similar things, do you notice those same kind of things happening to them where they just do things and they don't know why and then they end up feeling better? Yeah. So this actually, so after I started creating art like that, I, I continued, like it became almost a ritual for me of like, what else is in there? Because I would sit down not know not knowing what was going to come out. And my I was surprised every time I learned things every time and colors started to mean different things. And you know, it just it just became this obsession. And finally, I think it was maybe a year and a half later, I thought, I need to show this to people. And I knew nothing at the time about art therapy. Like I didn't know that that was a thing. So I just gathered a group of people, like I put an ad out and was like, hey, come to my house. I'm going to teach you this. I called it soul art. Mm-hmm. And um, as I'm teaching, this girl's like, I think this is art therapy. And I was like, what's that? I have no idea. I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> so it was like news to me that that was already a thing and that people were already teaching this. Um, but I I would have them sit down. And I would even blindfold them and say like, hey, just just imagine the, the vibration or like the feeling inside of your body and see if you can get it to come out your hand and just close your eyes. It doesn't matter. I mean, color all over my table. I don't care. <laughs> just get that feeling out of your hand. And and I um, would notice as they would work, like tears start to fall down their face or like just um, huge breakthroughs for them. I remember a girl um painted this painting of what it was like when her father had passed away and then she realized if she had flipped it upside down it looked like this beautiful sunset and she realized that like through her hardest times there was also the potential for beauty so yeah it ended up being just this wonderful thing and i just um rolled it into my coaching now so now it's kind of a weekly occurrence where I teach this class. So awesome. Yeah. I feel like almost Mm -hmm. just every single time someone truly does that, it's going to result in a masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah. I think think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and half the time, I mean, the majority of the time, I won't lie, it looks like a two-year-old did it. And I'm like, yes, like that's perfect. That's how it should be. Like just, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You can burn it when you're done. Just get the emotions out. And it's so it is healing. It's so very healing. So, um, yeah, so I actually teach like a free mini therapeutic art class every Monday or sorry, every Thursday on Instagram live. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. And then we do a deep dive later in the week and it's in my course and stuff like that. And so your Instagram, I'll include it at the beginning and end too of the episode, but it's heather.falter, okay. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. People go follow her, join those lives, <laughs> um, oh, thank you. L- learn how to learn how to do those things. Um, it really is incredible. And this word keeps coming up healing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that word a lot. I think nowadays, um, 
more than ever, probably people need to experience healing (laughs) and maybe that's a bold claim, but, um, I guess, what are your thoughts for those who maybe think they can't be healed? Yeah, I think, um, that's like my number one favorite message. If I could shout one thing like from the rooftops to the entire world, it's that you can heal. And it doesn't matter what it is and what you're going through or how hard it is. I, I believe wholeheartedly that healing can happen. Um, and it, my book goes through all different phases of your or parts of who you are. So like your physical health, your spiritual health, your relationships, you know, all of those things, whatever it is that we're struggling with has the potential to heal. And um, I've dealt with like, crazy illnesses and all sorts of things. And um, through my belief that you can heal, I have healed. And I think there's so much power in just believing that you can and making steps, even if they're baby steps. Um, Healing's possible. (laughs) I wholeheartedly believe that and I'm a product of it. Awesome. Absolutely love that. And I kind of want to close with with these questions here, but what are maybe some of the more challenging things you've gone through just in trying to brand yourself this way and and recognizing like this is what you want to do and this is how you want to package it and all that and and get it out to the world and help other people. So what are some of the biggest challenges doing that and and pursuing that passion of yours? And then what have been some of the biggest blessings since doing that? Good question. Um, So most definitely my biggest challenge has been me, just my own mind and fear. Just, you know, that fear of failure, fear of not being good enough, fear of whatever. That's, I think that's big for everyone. in my, especially with writing the book, my biggest obstacle was fear of um, hurting anyone. So um, it's a personal story of my life, but it also includes my family's life. And I was terrified to, um, I don't know, to, to make anyone feel bad or to hurt anyone's feelings or to upset anyone by writing my story. And so that was by far my biggest obstacle was myself, my own fear. Uh, I think my biggest breakthrough was, you know, how I overcame all of that was finally just, just sitting down with myself and getting real with myself. And it was kind of just like, um, just like a sobering conversation with myself of, I know who I am. I know why I'm doing this and I know how pure my heart is and how much I want to turn like my darkest night into someone else's North star. I feel like most people when they're going through a hard time feel very lonely. And I thought if I can be brave and if I can just share my story, um, if that gives someone this sense of feeling a little bit less alone or feeling like they have hope, um, for me, that's everything that turns everything that I've been through in my life. It makes it all worth it. So um, I think just 
sitting down and saying, you know, whose opinion are you worried about and why? And even if those people are upset, um, getting real with the fact that I know who I am and I know why I'm doing this. So um, kind of just loving myself through it was a big breakthrough for me and just deciding to move forward, even though I'm scared. Right. Um, so that was my biggest breakthrough. And I think the greatest blessing that has come into my life is being able to stand on my own two feet and emotionally being able to, um, like guide myself through it and just being strong enough to love myself and accept myself. Even if what, you know, the work I do is maybe misunderstood or whatever, you know, and you know, the surprising part about that is that almost everyone is so loving and so supportive and so kind. It's, it was my own mind. And I see that now, you know, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's been a big blessing to me, just the growth that has come from pushing myself to do the things I'm scared to do. Absolutely love that. I can feel the passion. I can feel the authenticity. I know the listeners listening in will will feel that as well. Um, and I'll have to get your permission for this probably, but uh, I'd love to to put a screenshot or something of the of the it is I picture and the wing one on the website, so people listening in can go to the website and listen to this episode and be able to look at those pictures as they're listening. I think that'd be super cool. Um, sure. and then, yeah, is there, I mean, I'm trying to think there, here, um, there's, oh, sorry. oh, go ahead. There was one thing when you were talking about that wings painting that I wanted to, to tell the listeners to. So like when I first sat down and started painting that painting, I was, so I first like saw the back and that there was just this, so there's a wing on one side, but then there's a missing wing on the other side. And I remember sitting over that just like oh my gosh like I don't I don't know what to do with this like I feel like a part of me is gone and I don't know what to do with it and I then started working my way down the other side and you know painted in my arm and I thought there's only one thing left to do and that's to pick up that those pieces and move forward so it's kind of like um yeah, that the way that the painting came about, most people don't know because I don't normally get to like sit and tell tell people about that. But um, yeah, it's nice to be able to kind of like talk about that. But um, the decision to move forward, I think, is the bravest decision anyone can make, you know. Yeah, which is a huge one, again, especially for these times. I mean, even if it weren't, even if it wasn't like a bad 2020 and I don't know, bad kickoff to 2021, whatever people are feeling, but uh, <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, just the the concept of, and the understanding that um, we can always choose, it's a choice, like we can always choose to, to sit in misery or choose to um, pick up the broken pieces, like you mentioned, and, and move forward, press forward. I, I love that message. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else uh, you'd love to share before I've got this segment at the end I like to do called the upbeat seat, but is there anything else that that we need to touch on before, before we get into that? I don't know. I think don't know. we're I good. Think, yeah, <laughs> I feel good. 
Awesome. Okay. Heather, what makes you upbeat? Um, helping people for sure. That's my, definitely my thing. Even if like, (laughs) this is like counterintuitive to being upbeat, but like my thing is sitting with people when they have no one else. So even if it's like people crying on my shoulder, like that brings me so much joy to help people feel a little less alone. So um, it's a different flavor of joy. It's a different flavor (laughs) of upbeat, (laughs) but that's my, that's my, that's your jam. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Um, Who has been your number one influence or inspiration? God. (laughs) Yes. God. I mean, I've spent a lot of alone time in my life. I've been alone a lot and it's always just kind of like me and him figuring it out. Is always there. Yeah. What kind of music do you listen to? to stay upbeat and motivated <laughs> i am laughing because i play like yoga music all day long in my house so that's i that's not upbeat but um <laughs> soothing it's soothing yeah uh, it's definitely like yoga meditation music all day every day what is your favorite word <laughs> I rarely say this word, but one of my favorite words to hear is the word lovely. I love the word lovely. I wish I said it more. (laughs) I think it's beautiful. Lovely. You could uh, start saying that to, uh, I guess, your clients who come in and make paintings and you could just be like, oh, it looks lovely. (laughs) It's so lovely. It's like such a grandma. I feel, I do feel sometimes like an old soul and maybe... Yeah, <laughs> that comes from that. <laughs> Love that. Um, do you have a favorite TV show or anything right now that you or your family are watching? Uh, well, I love Gaia. Do you know what Gaia is? I haven't heard of it personally. Oh, no. goodness. It's like Netflix, but it's like, um, <laughs> it's like the spiritual version of Netflix where it has like, I'm big into the like quantum physics, like Joe Dispenza, like the quantum realm, the spiritual realm. I'm so big into that stuff. So there's a lot of that stuff in there. There's weird things too, like aliens and oh my goodness. I, I haven't watched much of that, but Gaia is kind of like Netflix, but it's for like spiritual things, I think. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> pro- I'm not doing that justice. I'm not explaining it very well. I just go on there for Joe Dispenza and like quantum physics stuff. okay i did grow up on friends though like i have every season of friends i can if any friends quote i recognize i can quote most (laughs) of the entire 10 series so that's cool (laughs) yeah um okay last one here but what uh is your favorite social media platform and where is where can people go to contact you or to to see your work oh i love instagram that's kind of where I'm mostly at right now and um my name it's heather.falter and my last name is spelled f-a-l-t-e-r per usual I like to send out the podcast with some beatboxing so if you don't mind I'll, I'm gonna throw heather falter into uh into a beatbox <laughs> yeah cool
Thank you. So cool. I always I always feel doing it over Zoom calls like this. One, I know on your end it's probably not as clean of an audio feed, so it probably sounded super choppy. But yeah. then two, there's always like this five second delay afterwards where like there's just dead silence, and I'm like, well, oh. I hope they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Too long of a silence. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I love like I've been going through your Instagram trying to find it like you have a bunch of like acoustic guitar stuff on there so yeah it's beautiful yeah <laughs> it's uh it's that could be a whole awesome. other podcast episode but uh I have had a hard time finding my specific niche and uh and I feel like one of those people that has just tried everything and I like everything and it's hard to figure out what to stick to mm-hmm. but one thing for sure yeah. uh I love podcasting and sharing people's stories because I feel like that just brings an immense amount of value that and and a lot of impact that I probably don't even know is happening so (laughs) I really enjoy music but I I almost enjoy staying more consistent with with the podcast so I love it but I need to do some more Instagram covers for sure (laughs) yeah it's like put it all together remember the (laughs) yeah that was my best advice just like put it together and you are you're doing it the epitome of uh personal branding just be who you are and and package it all (laughs) yeah awesome well thanks heather for uh being on upbeat and sharing being so vulnerable and sharing your story and sharing some really good insight with myself and with all the listeners yeah thank you so much for having me it was nice This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.